Hello, everybody. Welcome to the long and short of it. I'm Deanna. Oh, I'm too. Oh, right. Yeah, sorry. This is a podcast <laughs> where, any, where we're anything but short and sweet. <laughs> Remember that part where you said you wanted to keep the intro up so you wouldn't forget? I have it up, and I was just like, ah. <laughs> Well, anyway, we discuss random scenarios and we ponder them for too long. I'm Deanna. And we already said who we are, but we'll say it again. I'm Tim. I'm Dim. Yeah, I'm Dim. I'm Dim this week. It's not we're Dim. I'm Dim. Oh, okay. Deanna's just Dim today. Uh, yeah. So it was a long, long weekend. I had to drive. Well. <clears throat> but. Hey. I do have it open. I just still was just like, nah, my name today goes first. Well, what a better way to start off episode 95, the episode that we said we were going to change it up for the last yeah. five episodes. And one of those changes we didn't know, but just found out is we were going to fuck up the intro. <laughs> okay. It's not fucked up. It's all fucked up. <laughs> anyway, happy episode 95. What are we doing today, Tim? Well, I'm glad you asked, Deanna, because with the overwhelming fan mail that we get that... uh. <laughs> You know, almost every day I open my <laughs> mailbox and there's about 50 letters just sent Hand all the written. time being handwritten letters by Mormons. No, <laughs> saying that we need to we need to do more personality episodes. So there's the, more the fan personality mail is, quizzes. is from ourselves because we love doing personality tests. <laughs> exactly. It's it's really just to stroke our own egos. And we're doing the Enneagram personality test this time. Yeah, which we actually took almost exactly four months ago when Deanna told me about it. And we took it again today for this episode. And we're going to see how different our results are. And we'll also explain, obviously, what an Enneagram test is. Yeah. And the different types, because there's nine types. But we'll get to that. Yeah. It's fun. I found it from a different, like, YouTuber. And I had never heard of it before. It's basically just a more accurate type of personality test it's it, it yeah so yeah it's always interesting to see these different personality tests get i don't i don't know they like think about how they word them differently and how they categorize people's personalities like myers-briggs with the infp and all that good stuff right. was one way and now these guys do it in a different way that's still like horoscopy where it's like your personality traits give you these sorts of characteristics, which are pretty accurate. And then seeing the combinations that they create based off your, like, top two. Yeah. They have, like, a definition yeah. and meaning on the site that I can read. But um, Perfect. before we do that, I mm -hmm. have the poll results because I remembered to do the poll this time. Thank um, God. I think it was a day late, though, wasn't it? <laughs> no, it wasn't. I actually did it on time. No. Yeah. Um, so... It was the fruit question. Hold on. Fruit, fruit, fruit. You get $1 million, but every time you eat fruit, it paralyzes you for five minutes. Would Fun. you take the money? This was a really close one. 57% said yes, and 43% said no. So wow. a lot of people like fruit is what I'm learning, and that's why 43% said no. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I didn't know fruit was such a make or break for a lot of people. Seeing as how we've done plenty of other ones that I feel like are pretty make or break. I know. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I feel like we've like... had more yeses with way worse ones. Yeah, same. And I also feel like it's not permanent. It's only five minutes, people. 
Yeah, it's just I like to eat fruit every day. I just never eat fruit outside of my own home. So I guess I don't care. Like, (laughs) I very rarely eat it out anywhere. I'm not a person that, like, takes apples to work. That's not my thing. If anything, I take a banana to work. What about grapes? Uh, no, I'll eat them at home. Like, I I find fruit as, like, a little treat to have at home. I don't know. (laughs) It's also just, like, fruit. It's also, the main reason is just because, like, it's annoying. Most fruit is, like, annoying to take because you have to, like, cut it up or, or, like, what, and then, like, some of it goes bad when it's in a bag. Like, apples get fucking, like, so, they, or, sorry, not apples, bananas get so ripe so quickly if you put them like in your bag and forget about it and it just agitates me (laughs) so i just keep fruit in my house and have it there and then you have to wash it so it's just like it's too much effort for me to bring to work (laughs) (laughs) it's not like you're cooking a five course meal for yourself dna it's really just keep a bowl of bananas by your lunchbox and just throw one no the bananas i'll take I'm saying like other fruit, like grapes and stuff. It's like, ah, then I got to like bag it and do all this. Like bananas, like you pull it and it's fine. Apples are annoying because they're messy and you got to bite into it or you got to slice them and then they get all brown. So what about clementines? I like clementines, but you have to like peel it. So it depends on the day. (laughs) If I'm feeling like a peely mood today. Uh, If I'm feeling like making a mess is really the point. Uh, Or having my hands smell like oranges all day. Yeah, but that's so fun. <laughs> then your hands smell good. Would it, you rather them smell like sweaty messes? It doesn't have to do with me judging fruit. It's more on my laziness of making lunches for work. Like, I will I feel put like in the most minimal effort if I can. Yeah. I mean, this is coming from me who's also in a very similar vein of, like, putting in the least amount of effort into your lunch because you don't care. <laughs> but fruit... In the grand scheme of things is like the least amount of effort to put into something that tastes great it's versus true. most lunches. It is it's true. Just, you just have to get it into your routine. Yeah. Like there are times where I don't buy grapes for a while and then I buy grapes again because I'm like, oh, I probably should. And okay, then the you... first couple of days I'm like, ugh, I do have to like take them out and wash them and like peel them off the main vine and... It can get annoying, but then once you get into the rhythm, it's, it's fine. Now that you said grapes so many times, I want grapes, grapes and I'm going to buy them. Grapes. Everyone should buy some grapes right now. I love they're, they're red grapes. This. If you like green grapes, yes. you're weird. They're wrong. I like both. They're gross. They're good for different reasons. I also just because love sour tart. things. Yeah. Yikes. Sour yeah. and tart to me is like the same sort of satiating feeling that I don't get with most things. I was listening to a podcast the other day and I don't want to take talk on this for too long so we can get to the test stuff but they were talking about what's the opposite of sweet to you the opposite of sweet yes to me yeah um if we're going by like characteristics of sweet Mm -hmm. i don't i don't know bitter Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So the I, three... I'm taking a shot in the dark here. No. I'm, I'm not saying that's for sure. I'm thinking of the other ones and I'm like, sweet, maybe salty because people say like salty, sweet are like the two main mm-hmm. big contenders. I don't know if it's exactly opposite or just two fan favorites. I just think bitter because it's like bitter came out to me because I just don't like bitter things and I love sweet things. Mm-hmm. 
but I I don't know if I can like really quantify. I don't know. So they, the the person who posed the question said that sour is the opposite of sweet, and I was like, that's wrong. And they're like, that's sweet, incorrect. But they're like sweet and sour, and I'm like, no, that's wrong. No, they're complementary. I think sweet and sour is complementary. So then the other people said savory, which is basically salty. It's just like also has it's yeah. salty is a subset of savory. I did not realize right. that. But yeah, to me, the opposite of sweet is salty. But there were there was a small group of people that said bitter. And I was like, oh, interesting. I never would have thought that. But it does make sense why bitter would be the opposite. I say okay, salty, well, though. According to Google, it depends on the context of the antonym. So in fruit, the opposite of sweet is usually sour. In chocolate, the opposite of sweet is bitter. And then in snack food, the opposite of sweet is salty. Yeah, but my instinct is always going to say salty. Like if you were just asking me like, you know, this or that, I would be like sweet or salty. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, oh, I don't know, sweet. (laughs) I don't know. Depends on how I'm feeling, I think. I just, my mind went to bitter because I was thinking of like a hard opposite of like, everyone loves sweet things, but no one really likes bitter a lot of bitter things they usually try to cover up bitter with sweet but with salty people don't really i mean you can mix sweet sweet and salty but like oh i love the mix of sweet and salty that's why i love chocolate yeah but it's pretzels. like you're not trying to mask one or the other mm, yeah. with the inclusion of the other if that makes sense yeah they're like a complementary but like not in an opposite way to me in my mm. feeling See, they're opposites to me because of like the taste like Sugar and salt to me are like such an opposite profile to taste. Like the flavor profile is so yeah, but just, like, so I don't is like it. <laughs> so is like bitter tea leaves and candy to me. Like those are very opposite things that I wouldn't be like I, eating together. No, I I think bitter is a good answer. I just don't eat enough bitter things to, for that to come to mind. Right, and I think my lack of eating bitter things is what made it come to mind for Interesting. me. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. <laughs> but that's a little uh, theory for another day. <laughs> I just wanted to bring that up because I thought it was interesting. That is interesting. Um, I'm glad you brought it up. But Enneagrams. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Enneagrams. So if you haven't heard of Enneagrams, first off, I'm going to spell it because the first time okay. I heard it, I did not know how to spell it in case you want to take you. this. Um, E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. And... Um, we're taking the one on the Truity website, which we've done the the uh, Myers-Briggs test on this website, too. So it's kind of just like, you know, sticks mm-hmm. with the same theme. Yeah. Um, but it says that the Enneagram is a system of personality which describes people in terms of nine types, each with their own motivation spheres and internal dynamics. Um, it's an emotionally focused system of understanding people, honing in on one's core emotional motivations and fears. Um, Mm. And it says each of the nine personality types has its own driving force, which is centered around a particular emotion. And then there's not. So the nine types are broken into categories. So there's heart types, head types and body types. So heart types depend on emotional intelligence to understand their own reactions and connect with others. Head types depend on intellectual intelligence to make sense of the world and body types depend on instinctual intelligence to follow their gut to respond to threats and opportunities. So emotional, intellectual, and instinctual. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's 
And the types are, since there's nine types, they just go type one through nine. And yeah. then they're all like in the groups. So we took this preemptively, obviously, because it would have taken too long. Um, so are the, the how does it like group what's a head type, what's a body type? Uh, do you want to know the numbers that are each are each yes. point? So the heart types are type two, three, and four. Okay. The head types are five, six, and seven. And the body mm. types are one, eight, and nine. Interesting. Okay. I don't know why one don't is separate. I don't know why they had to start with number two. Y- yeah, <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it well, says, so, to, yeah, so it says heart types react with emotions first, head types react with analysis, and body types are just gut feeling, which I said before, but it's just good to think of it that yeah. way. Do you want to mm-hmm. talk about our results from four months ago first? Or do you want to talk about um, our results now and then do the surprise reveal? <laughs> uh, we could we could do the ones now because we we have those up and then we have the photos from four months ago. Yeah. To compare with, so we can like dive into these since they're the like, here's what's happening right now in our brains. Yeah. Um, okay. if you, you want to go first. Oh, you want me to go first? Okay. Yeah. To break it down for us. So. Because we're going to have pretty similar ones. Yeah. So when you get your results, it shows a pie chart, I guess. Is this a pie chart? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it just like shows you which you're the most dominant in. So it doesn't just give you like you're this type. It shows you your percentage of each type. Um, And it gives you like the point value that you have in it. So my type number, do you know what it is? Your majority? Yeah. Type two, I would have to guess. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we, we talked about this before months ago when we first took it and then never like did anything with it. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I was majority type two. But what's interesting is months ago, I didn't look at the point value. So I was 98 points in type two. And then mm. my next, this is my order. I was mostly type two, then type yep. eight, then type oh. three. Okay. And then seven, four, one, six, five, nine. I'm least five and nine. Um, gotcha. And six, five, five, six, and nine are my least. Um, mm-hmm. But what I thought was interesting is yes, I am mostly number two, but number two was 98 points, number mm-hmm. eight was 96 points, and number three was 95 points. So I am like wow. very like even across those three categories yeah that's kind of nuts mine are not like that close yeah mine they're close but not like right up against each other even number seven type seven i'm 92 Mm -hmm. points like my top four are pretty like wild so i kind of need to like read across all of them i still think we've looked at number two before i still think that is pretty fitting for me Mm -hmm. um but it'll be I didn't really read the other ones before, so it'll be interesting to kind of like gloss over those today. Yeah. But yeah, what are yours? So my from the one I took right now, taking it again, my top one was actually number seven. Ooh. Then number two, then number three, then number four. Mm. And then number one just beats out number five. Then number nine, then six, then eight. Eight was your least. That was my number two. 
I know. <laughs> and what's funny. When you were like, I scored so high on eight. I'm like, oh, well, I didn't. <laughs> What'd you get on nine? Nine? I got 62. Gotcha. That was my lowest category. Um, which I'm interested to see what that one is. Yeah. I'm curious now, too. I completely forget. Yeah. Um, but eight, number seven. I did briefly look at eight, by the way, and it has to do with like leadership. So maybe. <laughs> okay. I don't know if that, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Say no more. <laughs> Number seven, I got 99 out of. Mm. Then two was 92. Three was 86. And then four was 72. So, like, they they dropped down a good amount of points between you, them. Yeah. yeah. It just makes a very nice, pleasing, like, step down clockwise. Yeah. And then counterclockwise for 198. Yeah. very aesthetic. And then seven just, like, fucks it up. <laughs> um... Yeah, so type two is the giver. Not um, the book. Twos want to be liked and find ways that can be helpful to others so that they belong. This type fears being unlovable. That's a great one. That's my Facts. type. Awesome. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Your type was seven, which I was mm-hmm. in my top four. The enthusiast. Sevens want to have as much fun and adventure as possible and are easily bored. <laughs> type sevens fear experiencing emotional pain, especially sadness, and actively seek to avoid it by staying busy. Which Now see, this this lines up with my INFJ Myers-Briggs personality where it's that same thing of my greatest fear is either being bored or experiencing pain. Yeah. <laughs> which i think it's it's that's so that's like my top one of my top four and that kind of goes hand in hand with type two of like yeah be a fear of being unliked but what's interesting now is because you're type seven type seven is a head type mm. and type two is a uh emotions heart first type. type yeah heart type um that's interesting yeah so you kind of moved from away from feeling a little bit to analysis but not far. You said type two was no, your number two. It's still 92, yeah. It was still seven points away. Yeah. Which, don't know what that means. Could be a question away. I don't know. So you were two and seven for your top two. I was two and eight. Eight is the challenger. Eight see mm-hmm. themselves as strong and powerful and seek to stand up for what they believe in. The greatest fear of the type eight is to be powerless, so they focus on controlling their environment. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty glow with the flow. <laughs> uh, I definitely try to control like my environment if I can. Not in a bad way. I'm just like, I want things to go good. No. Yeah. <laughs> it could benefit people too. Anyway, before There's we- There's nothing wrong with that. And that's a body type. So my top two are a feeling mm. and a body. Interesting. And then I don't know what number three was. Oh, three is also a heart type. <laughs> the achiever. Yeah, threes want to be successful and admired by other people and are very conscious of their public image. They fear failure failure, and not being seen as valuable. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Can I get one yeah. that's, like, not so scary? <laughs> <laughs> They're all supposed to be, like, deep yeah. personality-driven fears. I would say for me, like, number three's fear is mostly about the, like, making sure I'm valuable to people. Yeah. More so than, like, the public image thing. Yeah. Like, I don't care about the public cares? Yeah, it's just like, it's because some of the questions are like, oh, you want to be liked by people. And I always put yes. And it's like, I don't mean it in like (laughs) that way. (laughs) Yeah. I don't need everybody to like me. But if I do meet people that I care about, I would like them to value me as a person. Yeah. Which I don't think is that far-fetched. 
But before we get too far into like the explanations of them, um, mm-hmm. so how did this line up with your ones from months ago? Oh, okay. Well, let me pull it up here real quick. I think it was more or less the same for the big seven. I think, se- yeah. So my result last time, November 7th at 3 p.m. exactly. <laughs> Uh, my biggest one was actually type three at 99. Yeah. Then number seven at 95. And then a tie between two and five, interestingly enough. Oh, five oh, yeah, for I me went that. down a lot. I remember that because I was like, wow, five was one of my lowest categories. And I was confused how you got so high on that one. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember what I was saying on that one, but five and two in November were at 87 and now this time my five is at 65 and my two is at 92. Mm. So my caring went up. What was number five? Uh, Five is the investigator. They seek understanding and knowledge and are more comfortable with data than other people. The biggest fear Mm. is being overwhelmed by their own needs or the needs of others. I see. Yeah, I think I probably just answered like I would like to understand the world yeah. and like figure out world's biggest unanswered questions and that right. sort of thing cuz I'm a curious person. But I'm not like a, a data head or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's where I was like, uh, maybe could take it or leave it. Yeah. Um but then the rest of them I think were pretty on point. Number 6 was a little bit lower on my new one. 4 was a little bit more. And then I think, like, my lowest ones were still pretty much my lowest ones. Gotcha. But what about you? Mine was almost exactly the same. Wow. <laughs> I thought I answered these questions differently. I When I pulled <laughs> up the picture, it my pie chart looks almost identical. The difference Damn. is actually in my top three. It swapped a bit. Because they're so close, mm-hmm. you know. Right. The points are two points off. So, um, yeah. My, the first time I took it, I initially got three as the highest, which I do remember talking about this, how I was like, oh, I think that was a flub. I do think I'm more of a two. Yeah. And clearly, I, it's just going to juxtapose back and forth between two and three. Mm-hmm. Um, my highest was three, then two, then eight. But now it's two, eight, three. Um, oh, okay. But then it completely Backwards. descends in the exact same order with the <laughs> others. And they almost the pie chart almost is like the same sizing even. Like nine is still about the same, the least, then five, then six. Like nothing looks different. Like I had to look closely to notice that three was higher because it's so slight. So Right, yeah. um, The only difference is is that also seven looked – oh, yeah, because eight went up. Sorry. Seven Mm -hmm. looks more even to eight, but that's because eight's now in the second spot now. But yeah, so – I'm pretty consistent because it's funny because when I was taking the test just now, you heard me. I was like, oh, I feel like I'm answering this so differently. <laughs> totally got nope. the same fucking result. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, God. I also find it interesting that our pie charts, while looking at your old one, if it's still very similar to yours, it almost feels like there's also an intensity factor to this of like, I feel like you were very in. Like overall on your pie chart, you have like bigger pie slices mm. than I do, if that makes sense. Like my low ones of like my low six or whatever 
are like me me middle sizes very tiny but not super big and then like you only have two of those my size so like i don't know if that plays into me being more submissive in like answering questions more neutrally or not answering questions with as much like hard agree or hard disagree that you were to get like more points overall yeah i definitely um oh yeah yours are kind of like more even yeah mine are like so big on like the strong ones and then like i'm not well see that's the thing like that's my personality right like i (laughs) go big or go home on the things and then i have neutral ones but then but the things i go big on are like notable so like yeah when i take these quizzes i try to be like 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 i would be in real life when it's like Oh, I like to let others make decisions for me. Like, I'm always like, no. Like, I always go hard, like, left. And then I do try to be more definitive. I used to be a person that would always give a lot of neutrals, but Mm -hmm. I do. It's But when I would give the neutrals, it's because I'm, like, ignoring my gut feeling where I'm like, Mm. "Ah, I think I'm more on this side, but that's too strong. So I'll do gut. (laughs) Hold back. Hold back. Yeah, so I'll do neutral. But now I stopped doing that. I'm like, no, if that was my thought, my instinct was to like say yes or say no, then I'll just put one step to the right or one step to the left, you know, on the slider scale. Oh, yeah, that I was going to say that's I think what I've been doing, too, is like not going fully neutral, but not just like just barely going over to one side. If I'm like, I still agree with both, but probably a little bit more here. I feel like I answered a lot more that way mm-hmm. than more definitive yes or no because i feel like you're much more definitive than i am yeah certain things and i feel I can like be i didn't really... know if that played into it yeah i think so i think there are things i can be really definitive about and i'll never let up on it so mm-hmm. yeah like gay marriage what is your thought on that diana pro <laughs> definitive <laughs> <laughs> I was about to just be like, yes. And then I was like, that's not the right. <laughs> Gay marriage? Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's read some. Let's read number two first because okay. we both have it, right? Yeah. And we also have seven. I, we can read two and seven. And then what was your third one? Uh, My third one was three. Oh, that was also my third one. Okay, so we're basically we we had two. You were, yeah, you were two eight three. You had those three, and I just had two seven three. Yeah, I had two eight three seven. So that's why I was like, oh, I also kind of had seven up there. But yeah, yeah. So let's read two and three first, and then cool seven. Oh no, sorry, we'll read seven first because you you have that as your top. Okay, two. So <laughs> the giver. Yes, twos are the givers. Um. They're eager to involve themselves in others' lives. Twos rarely say no when others ask them for help. That's very Mm. true. Very Um, true. And want to prove their value to others by always being there for them. Yes. Their Mm -hmm. deepest fear is being alone and unloved and cope with this fear for taking care of others and making them so central to other people's lives. And... Yeah. 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 (laughs) Key personality (laughs) traits. Warm smile and eyes. (laughs) Man, Deanna, did anyone ever tell you you have warm eyes? <laughs> yes, because I have brown eyes. <laughs> so oh. yes, they have. I meant me like that. temperature wise. Like, think you have dry eye. My eye doctor? No. Um, 
<laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, just as like excellent team player, whatever, blah, blah, Um Caring and gentle. Women are more likely to be type twos. Okay. Shocker. Sexist. I mean, I'm not shocked. Givers be <laughs> like women are naturally caretakers. Yeah. Um, with the type making up 15% of women as compared to only 7% of men. Woo! Yes. Let's go. But they are highly empathetic and caring individuals who put others' needs above their own. Um, Hell They're yeah. strategic in how they form relationships, usually open and popular. They find themselves in a variety of groups and are liked by many. Not so much the case for me, but sure for you. I was just like, ah, that's, yeah. Um, an unhealthy, I, this is the part that I always hate where I'm like, I'm going to skip this. Where it's like an unhealthy two may look like a person who is selfless in a superficial way or someone who supports and gives to others at the expense of harming themselves. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Know, it's as- can come off as like too try hard. Yeah, well, I just feel like a lot of what they say about givers, which I've read before, is that, like, they do it to get the validation from other right. people. Like, sometimes they're not doing it from a selfless place. And I'm like, ooh, mm-hmm. I don't like that. Because <laughs> I'm like, I've done that yeah. before. You know, I I mean, everyone has, I think, at some point. Yeah, but. you know. Or the, like, doing a favor for someone so that you can get them to do something for yes. you later on. Yeah. So That's, it's kind of like, like that. Important. Yeah. Um, it says they are part of the heart-based triad along with threes and fours because they focus on the emotion of sadness as a result of feeling like the individual is not loved for who they really are. Oof. Um, yeah, that I know. It's hard. I know because this test is like all about like fear-based stuff, right? Like what what's motivating you? Yeah, motivation you? is instead of like a positive, a it's almost a negative. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> um, core values of Enneagram twos: a strong sense of meaning acknowledgement mm. from loved ones and emotional intimacy uh yeah so how to recognize in public givers are the people that are that strangers are naturally drawn to for directions or advice okay they they possess a strong aura of approachability i feel like i have that i feel like you do too you look like a very friendly person well i'm not jacked with like a 12 <laughs> foot long beard and have like a pissed off face so yeah Oh, also, they are highly attuned to the needs of others and can be seen as the mother or father figure of a group of friends. I think every friend group I've been in, I've been the mother figure. <laughs> mm, I would agree. I feel like I have some, like, very chaotic energy, but yet I still maintain that, like, mom. Like It's uh, like the cool mom. Yeah. You know, where, like, they're still a part of the party, but then once shit hits the fan, it's like everyone looks to you like, what do we do now, Deanna? I know. The kitchen's on fire. How do we fix it? <laughs> the kitchen's on fire. Yeah. I'm always the person that drives everyone, too. I'm always, like, the chauffeur. Um, well, we're also just the designated drivers a lot of the times. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, at home or alone, they continually make an effort to keep in touch with loved ones, whether that's through homemade dishes, tender words, or surprise gifts. I do that. Hmm. Yeah. And then it talks about, like, when they're healthy and when they're average and when they're unhealthy. We're going to skip that. <laughs> oh. It, it just what says, so when, I'll read like the first thing. When they're healthy, twos are selfless caregivers who are fulfilled by freely giving unconditional love. When oh, they're okay. average, twos assume the martyr role in relationships and constantly seek ways to feel important by attending to others' needs. And when they're mm. unhealthy, they fall into a pit of despair and criticism, constantly looking for others' faults and wrongdoings. Oh, 
So like mentally unhealthy. Yeah, yeah. Of like, just talking you're about in a bad place. Mm-hmm. I was like, what does that mean? If like I'm sick, does someone have to take care of me or am I going to take care of myself? Oh, no, no, no. And then it gives you like tips and stuff. So the famous people, famous twos, Dolly Parton. Uh, All right. Which is pretty fun. Yeah. Mother Teresa, Nancy Reagan, Jimmy Carter, Celine Dion. Hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Maya Angelou, which is fucking hilarious because in my, I, I'm like ENFJ. Um, mm-hmm. She's also one of the people that is an ENFJ. Oh. Um, there you go. Hagrid from Harry Hagrid. Potter. Which is so cute. Samwise McGee. Uh, I was about to say Samwise McGee. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Lord of the Rings, Samwise McGee. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was dyslexic. It looks like McGee. Back, like the, the letters rearranged. Pam Beasley from The Office. That's not a compliment, but okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, she also likes art. I mean, she's nice, but I just feel like she's kind she's of nice. bland. Yeah. Um. And it has stuff about, like, in relationships. Oh, wait. Okay, so type type twos. Oh, there's, like, the the pairings. Mm -hmm. So, wait, your top one was seven. So, okay. Type twos with type sevens tend to be both exuberant and fun. And then it has, like, a pairing guy. It's more for, like, like, uh, relationships, but I still think it'd be fun to read. Do you want to read seven, though? No, I don't. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. Let me just get over to it. The enthusiast. Mm. Sevens are defined by their desire to experience everything life has to offer while avoiding pain and boredom. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) They appear to others to be lively, fun-loving, and hedonistic. Sevens are often very busy people who bounce from one activity to another in their quest to squeeze every possible bit of enjoyment out of life. I feel like I got pushed into seven just because of covid oh because you because you're like i want to do all these things now yeah yeah it's like oh now i have like things that i can do in my personal life and now that's like a lot of those have been met so now it's like well now i gotta do like other things when i can't do them so now i want to go do them um deepest fear seven's fear getting stuck in a rut and missing out on the good life fomo they cope with this fear by constantly seeking out exciting, novel, and fun experiences. I will say, Dan and I are not big partiers, so the FOMO part doesn't super correlate with me. It, it, but yeah, if we went I, to like Six Flags or something and yes. I didn't get to go, I would be bombed. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel FOMO with... You could feel FOMO in any scenario. It doesn't have to just be parties. I feel like no, I, I get but FOMO I feel like that's for what, like... Yeah. I do not like being left out of like... A really good time. If it's something, yeah, I don't experience it. If it's like, if it's something I don't want to do, I don't give yeah. a shit if other people are doing it. It's like, I don't care. I'm going to enjoy myself not doing that. <laughs> no, 100%. And I definitely have had the feelings of like getting stuck in the rut of being like, oh, I do the same thing every yeah. fucking day. What do I do differently to like shake up my day so I don't feel like I'm just going through the motions? Yeah. Um. So I definitely feel that like motivation of not wanting to feel bored or uninspired because i think that's also an interesting pairing with like the creative aspect of both of us is like being uninspired to do creative things is like the most disappointing thing when i just feel like i should make something because i know or like at least practice doing some form of art or hobby and my body's just like but you don't really want to or 
there's not really any ideas floating in your head, so there would be no point. And then I'm like, oh, well, now my whole day's ruined. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. But key personality traits of the seven. Sounds like a movie. Always on the go. Wide range of interests. Childlike enthusiasm. Curious sparkling eyes. You have warm eyes, Deanna. I have sparkling eyes. All right. Hey, I'm also a seven. <laughs> yeah, just, but I, just my eyes are sparklier. You're, you're sparklier. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well-liked and popular among peers, sure. Upbeat and op- optimistic, I definitely try to be. I think we're both pretty optimistic people. Yeah, um, I'm, sp- I, I'm split. I know, I feel like I never know how to, like, I think we're realistic anymore. optimistic, where it's like we don't go into situations that are obviously bad and be like, this will be good. Yeah. But yeah. I think we look for good things That's when true. some people don't. I, in general, think that life is yeah. nice. <laughs> Yeah, right. And I think it's a pretty common thing. I mean, type 7s were found to make up approximately 9% of the population. 9% of women and 8% of men. Oh. Interesting. So, not so much split like number 2 with being caring and everything. Everybody likes thrill-seeking and doing cool stuff, I guess. Um, They're wide-eyed and filled with the brim with endless energy. Enthusiasts are the playful and busy optimists of the world. The relentless curiosity for new info and experience plays into their often impressive stories and gift for gab. Okay, that's not me. That's Deanna. Get around that. At the end of a work day, their minds are often still buzzing with new ideas to explore. That is very true. I Mm. definitely, sometimes after a boring day of work, my mind just goes completely in a different direction. And by the time I get home, I'm like, well, now I have all these ideas. I got to write them down before I forget. Uh, they're charming storytellers. That's definitely Deanna with a passion for many different hobbies. That's the both of us. Yes. Hell yeah. Enthusiasts see the world as their playground and can be considered the eternal children of the Enneagram. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's like so that. cute. Yeah. Unlike the six. Wow. Sounds a little biased there. Unlike the six who face their fear in a straightforward way, sevens are motivated to repress and ignore fears in favor of positive experiences. <laughs> nice. I guess that's true. You know, just like distraction, redirecting yeah. the attention. Uh, they're very imaginative and creative. They excel in coming up with new ideas and initiating experiences. However, they can struggle with focus and self-discipline. So fucking true. Mm, yeah, I'm terrible with that. Yeah. I, I answered that question a bunch like, I do have a lot of willpower. And I'm like, no. <laughs> no. Unless it's already baked into my routine and I'm expecting to yes. do that sort of like work, then it's very hard for me to like shift my attention to something for a long period of time. It's hard. Uh, core values, flexibility, happiness, and novelty. Mm. I feel like that's another thing too is I've really treasured a lot more novel experiences recently with covid now of just yeah. like being stuck at home and doing the same four things gets old a variety is in the is the enthusiast's bread not spice of life mm. um open-mindedness paired with a non-judgmental attitude oh okay they believe each person should be given the chance to explore all they possibly can each moment has its beauty as long as you look carefully enough very true what was uh, it like now- it's breakdown of oh sorry go ahead Oh, I was going to say, now that you brought up the unhealthy thing, I'm also going to say the unhealthy thing. Yes, that's what I was I was going to say. Ask, that was exactly what I was going to ask for. What were the breakdowns of that? Perfect. 
Um, healthy sevens see connections between their areas of interest and expertise and are able to focus their energy in ventures that benefit something greater than themselves. That's what we try to do. Mm-hmm. When they're average, they throw themselves in slew of constant activity and seeking the next high. They're fun, busy, and all around. Yep. Yeah, that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> I know. Just wait till we get unhealthy and we become burnt out, cynical, oh, and never. overly critical of seemingly illogical systems that surround them. Okay, wait. No, maybe that's what I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> wait a second. I think we're I on thought to it was here. average. Maybe I'm unhealthy. <laughs> I, th- I think so. You know, everybody gets a little burnt out, especially with work. My new issues with others become highly irritating. And yeah. Everything suddenly becomes a nuisance. Yeah. Damn. All right. Uh, we should slow down and experience the moment. We like to stay busy and distract ourselves from feelings of discomfort. Because of this, we may not allow enough time to relax and be present. Very yeah. true. It's good to practice being present in the moment. Take a breath. Learn to see the value of pain. Oof, my INFJ part of me is not happy with that. Uh, Be willing to go deep. When sevens share their authentic self with the world, they can form deep and meaningful relationships. That's fine. I'm introverted. That's what we do. Uh, Get comfortable with solitude. Already there. (laughs) (laughs) Who are your famous people? Uh, Elton John. Oh, JFK, Miley Cyrus, oh, Britney shit. Spears, Katy oh, Perry. Yes. Britney Spears. Robin Williams. Oh. Oh. Jim Carrey. Okay. Oh. Andy Samberg. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yes. I knew you'd like that. Peter Pan. Okay. Oh. Well, Eternal that Children. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Fred and George Weasley from Harry Potter. Oh. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Detective Jake. Yeah, that's... Wait, that's, why did that's just Andy Samberg? It's, it's Andy. Yeah, Twice. it's Andy. Wait, uh, stop! That's so satisfying. And then Moana. Oh, there we go. Um, if you love a seven, <laughs> if you love a seven, be gentle. <laughs> um, that's cool. What was it called again? Yeah. The enthusiast. The enthusiast. Yeah. I I can read the three, the type three, since we both have that too. Yeah, let's do it. I hope everyone's getting a good understanding of who we are. Uh, Basically, ambitious wrecks. (laughs) Ambitious, but can be burnt out and cynical when we stop being creative. Yeah. (laughs) Because the drive is there. I was skimming the the three while you were reading two. Mm-hmm. Um, to see if it was like relating. And one of the things that might be interesting for you to look at is we skipped over the the wings section. But mm, in this right. instance, I'm going to read it because we both got two and three. And, the, and it's like you can have like mm-hmm. it's kind of like being a cusp in a horoscope where like yes. you can have attributes of both if you're like on the cusp of those two things. So Mm -hmm. since we had such strong percentages in two and three, um, I'll read that wing section. But three, type three is the achiever, hand in hand with all of our other things. Um, (laughs) They're defined by their desire to be significant and to distinguish themselves through their achievements. Um, They appear confident, ambitious, and goal-oriented. But Mm. they're unsure of their innate self-worth and look for validation through accomplishments. Fuck. Too real. 
Um, <laughs> deepest fears. They fear being insignificant or a failure. To cope, <laughs> to cope with this fear, they look for ways to win in life, reassuring themselves that they are valuable. See, Dad, I won ping pong. I'm valuable. <laughs> Core motivation. Their motivation... They're motivated by a need for attention and affirmation. Uh, they don't want to. F- they want to avoid feeling worthless. Mm. Um, <laughs> this is just like unpacking. This is just a therapy session. I know. Um, <laughs> they. This one's like more about like appearance, but I think that's just because we kept answering things about like we want to be seen as successful. Um, so yeah. it does mention stuff, some stuff about appearance, but it has jam-packed schedules, extremely busy and on the go, oppressive range of achievements, acutely aware of social niceties. Um, oh. It says that men are more likely, 12% of men are threes and 10% of women. Um, okay. Polished hmm. and sophisticated achievers have a particular taste for the nice things in life. Ooh. They have the capacity for huge chunks of pro- huge chunks of productivity to reach their goals and high standards. Um, smart, ambitious, and typically well dressed. They hit and exceed targets left and right. Maybe. Um, they're part of the heart based triad of the Enneagram, along with Type Twos and Type Fours, uh, because oh, fo- this triad focus. It's just saying the same thing. Sorry, I thought it was saying what was specific to them. Oh yeah, same. Um. Hmm. Oh, as children, this type most likely learned from an early age that achievement resulted in love <laughs> and praise. <laughs> so they established their identity on gaining attention in the form of success. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Always yeah. a pleasure to have in class. <laughs> Always coming home with the grade reports and everything and being like, look, dad, I did it. Yeah. And it's like, I see an A. I don't see an A plus. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not valid enough three seek to project a specific image of themselves and repress their internal feelings okay damn (laughs) but okay so the wings so the enneagram wing the three with a wing two Mm -hmm. um these threes are outgoing friendly and enjoy work that serves others they enjoy entertaining and are gurus at making and maintaining strong social bonds they thrive in careers such as advertising, event planning, broadcasting, entertainment, and entrepreneurship. And then I went back to the two to see the the two with a wing three. Yep. And it says um, they tend to be more sociable and ambitious. They tend to be strong communicators and focus on building deep relationships. Um, hmm. They can be competitive and self-critical, though. And hmm. common careers are, again, public relations, entertainment, customer service, nonprofit leader. Um, yeah i feel like at least for me this is more of like a interpersonal type three like it's achievements and like how i view myself rather than like projecting outwards and being like look everyone i'm awesome yeah it's more of like convincing myself yes i think so too i think that's why it makes more sense that we're a two with a wing three kind of yeah that and so I, i think that's accurate based on this like wing where it's just like they're just sociable and ambitious and like they hold a lot of value in success but they don't right. need they don't need other people to see it they need themselves to feel it kind of thing yeah i'm with um, you on that one yeah but the general thing uh, going with values getting things done you know see because this is one thing i don't see 
It says getting things done is more important than planning and wasted time spent daydreaming. I feel like we daydream all mm. the time. Like I, yeah. Like that's one thing that I, I think we're not really the similar. Yeah. Um, it's a little strict. Okay, so the healthy, average, and unhealthy. When they're healthy, they're driven, kind, and willing to lend a helping hand. When they're average, they're busybodies searching for new goals to accomplish and flashy ways to flaunt their expertise. And when they're unhealthy, they become extremely jealous and view every interaction in terms of a competition and may be prone to one-upping others. (laughs) Damn. Yeah, I don't think I've ever felt that. But, But it was funny because when you read the seven, it was like you were reading the growth tips. The number one tip for threes is also slow down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> slow down. Practice active listening. Examine your thoughts and feelings. But famous threes, Oprah Winfrey, which was also Ooh. an ENFJ. So Hell yeah. I'm in the right categories here. Um, there you go. But they also got Taylor Swift, Lady Gaga, Beyonce, Tom Cruise, nice. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Reese Witherspoon, uh, but my favorite on this list is Leslie Nope from Parks and Rec, which nice. I always said I had similarities with. You also glazed over Muhammad Ali over there. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Big guy. Big guy. I was racing. But yes, to... Leslie Nope. <laughs> I was raised. <laughs> Definitely <Leslie> you. <laughs> but yeah. also Amy March from Little Women. Also very I, nice. I, I've I watched seen that. both of the. Oh, <laughs> you would like those movies. It's about like women empowerment in old oh, okay. colonial New England. Gotcha. Yeah. I saw both versions. I still probably prefer the, like, 90s version because it's a little nicer. Hmm. It features the uh, Will's mom from Stranger Things. Oh, uh, shit. What's her face? Yeah, she's super famous. She's in it. She's, like, the main, one of the main <laughs> sisters. And I was like, oh, she's so young. Yeah. Um, but I also looks that, exactly I hate that same. we're referencing her from Stranger Things as if she hasn't done a million other things. Oh, but, yeah. No, um, she's... Winona Ryder. Yes. I was like, starts with a W. Winona Ryder. She was great in that film. Highly recommend if anyone mm-hmm. needs a movie to watch. Little Women. Yeah. But nice. that's cool. So that was the three, two, three, seven. Okay. And then the only other one that I had to read was the eight. I don't know if you want to read one. I'll just... Um... Actually, since I was like pretty high-ish on four, I was curious to see what the three adjacent four is. Oh. Or three wing four. See what that is. Yeah. Uh, where was that at? Enneagram three wings. Okay. Three wing four. The three wing four type is a three that shares many qualities of the type four. No shit. This type tends to be more introverted, there we go, serious and focused on work rather than social engagements and relationships. Mm. Three-wing fours are consistently working toward personal growth and professional success. This Mm. type can often be found in careers like law, marketing, business, politics, and finance. Well, I don't agree with those careers with me, I do feel that is a pretty nice wing for me being focused. I mean, I'm still definitely into relationships and social engagements with my friends but definitely not as like a a type thing definitely more introverted with that so i agree i agree i like that i'm not gonna read the whole thing for eight it was my number two but i won't read the whole thing but you can give it some give it some time dean it's okay well i wanted to well actually before i read eight i want to point out what nine's like brief is because that was my lowest category Oh, yeah, let's do low, your lowest. My lowest makes sense based on just like the little blurb, which says, Nikes, nines like to go with the flow and let the people around them set the agenda. 
<laughs> they fear Damn. pushing people away by prioritizing their own needs and they tend to be passive i'm not passive <laughs> mm. so see my nine was tied with six which is the skeptic my six and was also low which one is that oh the skeptic it's the, okay it was all the questions about desire for safety and security and yeah, which i, was, I thought like, was like pretty so neutral. Yeah, I tried to stay. I was like, I said yes to like a few, but yeah. they were never definitive. And I was just like, I mean, like, yeah, I'm not, but I'm not like a doomsdayer. I think it was a combination of that mix because it says, okay, it says they seek to anticipate and avoid risk and to ally themselves with trustworthy authority figures and institutions. And I think that's where both of us mm. tapped out of them because I know both of us would disagree on many of the like questions that would say i trust traditional practices that should never be like questioned or anything See, and I, I was always, always say, like no disagree i always say disagree to that but when it comes to like in general people should abide by rules i always say yes <laughs> <laughs> we should follow the rules but question them yes and then figure out which ones are based in like actual safety and precautionary things and which ones are just like yeah if they're shitty rules the no but like if they're made to be you know if if it's like don't jump off this bridge because there's alligators at the bottom and you're just like i'm just gonna no. do what i want it's like yeah okay, well no <laughs> then you had it coming yeah but that's probably why six was six tied with me as the lowest with nine my other lowest was five which was pretty oh, really? high for you, wasn't it? Initially, mine was very high. Oh, yeah. High, that was the now... one about understanding knowledge. Yes. Gotcha. Who the fuck needs knowledge? Come on. I'm a dum-dum. I don't need I'm that. dum-dum. You give me gum-gum. Wow, I haven't seen that movie in so long. <laughs> um, I always think of that when people say dum-dum. I really liked Night at the Museum. Fuck everyone it's, else. It, like, it's, it's fucking good. It's good. <laughs> I rewatched it like three months ago and I was still laughing the whole time. I, I like that movie and I specific I, I especially loved um I mean first off, Robin Williams is in it. But second yes. off, uh Owen Wilson as like the mini cowboy makes me like Yes. I think Owen Wilson is so funny in general just because like he has just like such a very specific type of personality in his movies. Yes. And, and yeah, the the funniest thing I remember from rewatching them is like when they fight the three old guys or whatever, the like shortest one. Oh yes, his quips are just like so out of left field. Like he just always says like, "You want to go hot dog?" And I'm just like, <laughs> "Who would say this?" <laughs> so aggressive, but it was like before that type of absurdist comedy that's so commonplace now. So it like it. It get some good belly chuckles out of it whenever you watched it. And I'm like, now every time uh, I just like get into a, a somewhat heated argument, I'll just be like, oh, you want to go hot dog? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Uh, I love that. Yes. Also watch Night at the Museum again. Give it a second chance. Come on. <laughs> um, I'm looking at five and I think the reason it's low for me is because it says they enjoy deepening the understanding of the world but they minimize their, while minimizing their physical and relationship needs. Which, mm. like, since I'm such a social person, I think that's why it's so low. Yeah. Um, Probably yeah. for me, too, because I think I also 
answered a lot of them about like making sure I was still connecting with people. That's a yeah. tough one. It says usually introverted and analytical, which is like not not really me. Um, if you noticed, I think um, the head types, which are the head types again? Eight, nine, and one. Five, six, and seven. Oh, okay. Fuck. <laughs> the body types. Those rate. were the bodies. The bodies, yes. I couldn't I remember was, the order. My top three were two hearts and then a body. Same. And then. Well, yeah. But like five and six were two of my bottoms and they were head types. Like only seven was the one that was up there mm-hmm. of the head types. So, yeah. But the challenger one, which was number eight that I said I was going to talk about, is just the one where it's their desire to be powerful and to avoid vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Uh, they present confident and a decisive image. They can be argumentative and intimi- intimidating. I have been told before <laughs> that I can be intimidating. Um, <laughs> it's important for them to stand up for what they believe in and to protect those who are weaker than themselves. I think that makes go. sense. It What's goes the in- unhealthy factoid? Oh, interesting. Do you get, like, really aggressive? Um, Well, it says, first off, the deepest fear is they fear being vulnerable, and they cope with this fear by being always being strong and in control. Great. Um, Love a good wall. They they reject any authority that restricts them. That's interesting. Mm, Okay. Fiery passions. Um, Oh, and, oh, since I'm so high with seven, I've got a wing with that, so I should see that. Oh, yes. Um, Please do. Let me read the unhealthy thing first. (laughs) Okay. So when they're healthy, they can be a champion of ideas for those who are oppressed. And then when they're average, they're competitive and may view friendships or business relations as a battlefield, always looking for the next challenge to win. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, When they're unhealthy, they become tyrannical and intimidating, scaring others off at first glance. (laughs) They become addicted to the pursuit of power. See, that's why I'm like, ah. I, I feel like I you have the traits of the like healthy version, but then mixed with your caring prevents you from doing yes. the like competitiveness of the normal and unhealthy. Yeah, I was just gonna say I was like, I don't feel like I have this desire for power. I just have this righteousness for justice kind of thing. So it's justice. like So okay, with the wing, it says with the wing seven, um, They're energetic, enthusiastic, and may appear more combative than other eights. Interesting. Okay. Um, Maybe if you were (laughs) head-to-head. What's a seven with a wing eight is a good question. (laughs) That's an awesome question, Deanna. I wish I knew the answer, but I just don't. (laughs) Uh, Seven with a wing eight. They appear tougher and more career-driven. They're confident, assertive, and encouraging. Um... Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I think it's, I think honestly, I'm more seven than eight, but I don't know. Mm. I think I answered really strongly about all the leadership questions. Probably. Um, you do ooh, love your leadership. But here we are again. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr. was an ENFJ hey. that they mentioned, hey, yeah. and he's also mentioned here. Mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders is also on here. Hey. Pink. That's hilarious. Pink. Emily Gilmore from Gilmore Girls. That's fucking hilarious. Take three guesses where that's from with the last name like that. <laughs> Alistair Moody. 
Oh, Alistair Moody? From Harry Potter, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Interesting. Serena Williams. Mm Mm-hmm. AOC. That's cool. Oh, yeah. Damn, that's a a good pot of people. I thought that was a good mix. I like that. Yeah. Because those are also, like, caring people, too, while they're still, like, maybe a little aggressive at times. Yeah, I think that's actually... I think it's, like, all of mine are really, really accurate in terms of once you combine them all together but i still think number two it is right that it is the highest technically it is the most dominant and then the others are subsets yeah oh it's so weird yeah mine still being number seven as the highest i I feel like two three and seven could be like on even playing fields but interesting that we're both like one body which is seven and then the two hearts yeah yeah and yeah. then the rest are kind of like, yeah, they're there. Yeah, I didn't... It was like a hard jump, too, after seven. Like, it goes from 92 to 80. Then I, w- I was actually kind of surprised that I wasn't much one. Because I think I was going to is- say, did we want to briefly mention one, since that's the only one we didn't talk about? Oh, yeah. One is the perfectionist. Um, Obviously, you kind of know what that is. Like, they're just basically no. a type A person. They fear being imperfect and can be extremely strict with themselves and others, which I thought would be, like, more up my alley, but it, it seems like I'm more critical on myself in other ways. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. I think it's, like, it says, like, emphasis on, in that. yeah, it says emphasis on following the rules and doing things correctly, so maybe that's why, like, we weren't, like. I don't know. Well, actually, number one is only two points behind number four for me, which is mm. the fourth place one. Yeah. Mine's seven, two, three, four, then one. So maybe that perfectionist side of like sort of the two and three mixture kind of bled into the number one fears. Mm. Yeah, it says that their core motivation is to live a life with purpose and find the most correct way to do things. Which I think is where I differ, where it's like, yeah. I don't need it to be correct. I just need it to be good. Does that make sense? <laughs> like, Yeah. No, some people just like to, even if it's the hard road, they would still like to have that cold, calculated, like, how am I going to make the most amount of money right now? Well, I should correct that before I we slander type ones. It says, type ones are responsible and serious-minded pragmatists, which we're not, I'm not like super serious, but... They yeah. want to find purpose in their vi- in their lives, in particular to improve the welfare of people and make things better for the greater good. So I just wanted to good. say that before we talk about how like just desire money or something. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah, they're willing <laughs> to go like the extra mile to make sure everything is like perfect kind of thing. I, yeah, I think we're we still kind of have that, but I think it's like see they have like. It seems like they're workaholics, which I don't yeah. think we... I can be a workaholic in some regards, but not all the time. So. I feel like when we're passionate about something, then we can be a yeah. workaholic on that thing, but not in every facet of our lives now. Yeah. I think we have found at least a somewhat stable balance of working when we need to, but then also taking time for ourselves and breathe, slow down. Grab the wall. It does say when... <laughs> what do you say? nothing I'm just gonna block that out <laughs> okay cool i was quoting a song oh god when 
Enneagram One is unhealthy. It says ones become out of touch with reality and focus on irrelevant factors. This can oh. lead to self-affirming spiral of prejudice to the point of obsession and compulsion. Holy crap! At every politician ever. Yeah, I don't think I do that. They may discredit others' opinions and nitpick to keep their distorted self-image in check. Jesus. Dang. So it is also like a personality, like personal attack can be done on them. Martha Stewart is a type one. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Michelle Obama. Tina Fey. Steve Jobs. Hmm. Steve Emma Rogers. Watson. Oh, Hermione Granger makes sense. Yeah. Mary Poppins. Steve Rogers. Yeah. Because I guess Steve Rogers, you know, he was kind of that way. All about the, the rules. Whole, yeah. Civil War. We got to do it this way. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. I think that's really funny that we got like the same result. I know. But just like slightly jarred up. I feel like this is like probably the most accurate personality test I've ever taken. Um, yeah. It didn't feel like super in terms of vague values, horoscopy. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think it I mean, gave like a good solid foundation of like what they're explaining and like. Usually personality just tells you like what you like. So it's mm -hmm. interesting to see them take the role of like what are your motivations and what are the fears under those motivations. Yeah. Like in general it's still kind of vague, right? A lot of these yeah. types overlapped in some of the things like Yeah. Like the perfectionist like desiring perfect like success and stuff. It's like, yeah, we had the same thing in the other ones, but I feel like the fears got more specific. Like, right. even if they had the same motivators, it was like, yeah. So, it was the combo of the two. Yeah. I, I don't know. I like it. And I like that it, you know, I had like a big top four. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. interesting how I'm spread out like that. 98, 96, 95, 92. It's so weird. Yeah. Mine like steadily just declines pretty naturally. There's like no big jump down, I would say. The graph, my graph is so funny too because the nine and the five are in the center. So it's like I have these huge wedges off to the sides and then these little yes. itty bitty things in the center. Yeah, you got like a butterfly going on yeah. where like the wings are out. <laughs> yeah. Mine just looks like if you're looking at a spiral staircase in like a very distorted one point perspective. Oh. So like you see the stair treads slowly going down except the seven on the other side is like Huge. super big for some reason yeah it's pretty cool though i would say this is probably the like most thought-provoking personality yeah. quiz we've taken and if anyone had a personality type that we shit on sorry you're just <laughs> bad no. did we shit on any <laughs> no no <laughs> uh yeah i would recommend people take it it's just interesting yeah. i mean i don't know if other people find it as interesting as we do but you know it's our podcast and we like to make it so <laughs> fuck off you know i feel like everybody to some extent has a little bit of ego where they would like to know about themselves and have some reaffirmation in their beliefs and yeah. systems come on didn't everyone have a buzzfeed quiz phase oh yeah what dinosaur am i based on my favorite dinosaur I always love taking quizzes like that and then, like, but independent of other people and then you find out you got, like, the same thing or whatever. Yeah. That's the fun of it. 
And that's kind of what the personality tests are because there's nine types. Someone's going to overlap. We overlapped on like three of our top four. Just in Yeah, I was going to say I was glad that there were some differences though because yeah. we've taken quizzes before where we, we just get the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, well, we just took right before recording. We tried out the career test that's also on this mm. website and we pretty much just got the same exact thing, just different order of the careers. Yeah, was less interesting. And also yeah. we just find the Enneagram more interesting in general. Well, yeah, but, it's more vague. Yeah. But next but. time, we're going to do quizzes too, but they're going to be <gasps> less serious. Yeah, speaking of BuzzFeed quizzes, maybe we'll take some really crappy, I, I mean, BuzzFeed quizzes can be not crappy, but some no. not so serious <laughs> quizzes. Have you ever taken a BuzzFeed quiz that you were like, yeah, this is accurate? <laughs> Well, I've taken BuzzFeed quizzes that were definitely just put together in five minutes. Yeah. And then I've taken some BuzzFeed quizzes that at least put a day of work into. <laughs> where, like, I, I didn't fully expect where it was going. I love when it's like, what type of salad are you? It's like, yeah. I don't fucking know, but I hope I get Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> Kale. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Um. Yeah. We'll fuck around with some fun... Fun little fun lighthearted quizzes. <laughs> fun, fun, fun. Fun, fun, fun for episode ninety six. And then we'll mm-hmm. have even more fun ones. Or not not quizzes. We're not gonna do quizzes the rest of the last five episodes, but No. We'll have more fun stuff after that. Yeah. You'll keep learning about us in one way or another. Let's put it that way. Yeah. It's kind of a little closeout of our personalities over this whole hundred episodes. <laughs> nice. Personalities, nice. <laughs> all right y'all well that's that's it yeah thanks for joining us on the long and short of it bye <laughs> why bye